0: Welcome to the May Roadshow, episode number two twenty-seven. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me. Wow! For the first time in, I think, a month. I believe it's been a month. It's been a
1: while. When you said uh, you thought it was been two months early, I was like, really? but i couldn't i didn't have the, like, I a, a clear recollection in my head when the last time we sat down and did one of these so i was almost like okay but then it it felt long it felt long but you're right i mean when you said uh so it would have been fight week. Yeah, international, international fight, fight week. week. When we had Simon,
0: and me, you, and Simon head sat down together. That's yeah. why I couldn't remember because I remember Simon was there. But yeah, I mean Edmonton and, and yeah, San Antonio. I was editing, so
1: half of it, I was like, "Good Simon, that's it, go. exactly." Like, Simon's never had he's n- he's never at a loss for for words. So oh, I knew no. that you two would be fine. Oh you know? no, he's
0: good, <laughs> he's good. But yeah, so as far as just me and you sitting down and doing this, first time in. I think first time in like eight weeks, it's just been the two of us in it's here in the same place, place simultaneously. By That's the way, crazy. That, can't should say, be right. that doesn't feel right. At the Casa de Cold Coffee, of yes. course. A beautiful August afternoon, August 1st.
1: As you'll see, I started doing a little bit. Remember the, the, the clippings, the trimmings? Sure. I started cutting those up so I could put them in the trash can. So I did that this morning. I, I pulled out the old chainsaw. Felt very. Uh, you mean the
0: staff did? You know, oh, yeah, the staff. Yes. <laughs> you oversaw it.
1: Ah, yeah. My arm is really tired from <laughs> cracking that whip. It wasn't from. <laughs> Holding this one arm saw Trying to hold the thing It was so bad Like to the point where I was like Don't fucking cut yourself Don't cut yourself Casa
0: de cold coffee The grounds are looking clean Yes I've been Lately uh,
1: The birds are back I need to get a a, a, I need to have the staff uh, Get us a power washer Because (laughs) Lately I've been taken to Uh I like feeding the birds, and I, I have like a little bird bath out there. So a lot of times when I'm working, I'm watching the birds or whatever, just chilling. I know it's like I'm getting Dude, old. In you're turning into like a crazy cat lady or <laughs> I'm something. Like, oh, look at all the birds! Look at all the birds! There's <laughs> I- little birds and bigger birds, and but I'll sit. I sit there because uh, at like Smith's, man, you can get a giant bag of like bird seed for like nine bucks. So I'm just like, oh man, let's feed the birds here in Vegas, whatever. So I'll. Throw I put bird feed and you can see the diff. See there's like little birds and the sure. big birds, but now the little fuckers are even when they're up on the uh, uh, power lines, oh, they shit yeah. down on the far side of the pool so I need to go and power wash that stuff so when I was over there clipping <laughs> the things I was like it's really kind of disgusting over there and you've brought
0: it upon yourself
1: well no the, the, the power line up there they've already been doing that but uh, over by the palm tree to the left yeah there's a little bit more on the ground because I, that's why I spread it a little bit so I'm like alright fuckers I like seeing you but I don't want to have to start cleaning up after Some, I'm, all the, the I am so birds. glad
0: I'm here at the Casa de Cold <laughs> Coffee to intervene right now because yeah. I, I feel like we're losing you. You're, you're working here all day by yourself and you're you're making friends with the birds Dude, outside
1: sometimes i can go out there literally this is when i know it's getting bad because i've had i like, named them have you? no 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 but i was taking water to the uh little bird bath thing right a lot of the fuckers never left you know like normally oh, they would yeah, they be like they fly away they're just like oh, it's oh him. hey bro it's saying what's up <laughs> They know that I'm not a threat now, so that, that it's cool, but it's also like all right, you've done this a little oh, too and, often. And <laughs> now they're
0: whistling at their other their other crew, like, hey, come on, this this sucker right here, you he won't do anything to this us? Softy has given us seed. He's giving us water to bath. You might have to go shoot one just to like keep it keep, keep it keep even. It yeah.
1: <laughs> if I had a BB gun, I, I probably could. Everything else I have would be illegal to do.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right. Well, beautiful day here. Beautiful it is August nice. afternoon.
1: Rained yesterday. Great.
0: hey, I, I got it bad. I w I haven't even talked to you about this. Like the flat floods by my some of the streets by my house were impassable. Yeah, I actually crazy. saw something on the
1: news. It was called it Mountain's Edge is turning into Mountain River's Edge oh, or something. Like, yeah, I heard nuts, it was nuts,
0: man. It it was it was the craziest thing. It was probably only for like Twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, for this twenty minutes, it was just a wall of water pouring down, and you know they warn you about flash floods here right. in Vegas, which always, to me, when I remember when I first moved here, it seemed weird. Yeah. Like we're in a desert. Why are we worrying about that's flash the thing. floods? Everybody's
1: like desert. Everybody assumes that the ground is just immediately going to swallow up the water, but that's not how it works because yep. it's so dry. The water it can't can't, it can't seep down. So it just down. pools up and it just
0: runs. Dude, and it was and it crazy. Runs downhill. Man. Yeah, it was crazy. It was. Uh, and and then, but like twenty minutes after it stopped, yeah, everything's drained off. Everything's yeah. good to go Sun came out Burned it all off That's what they said All
1: the the grasshoppers came for Because of the uh, A lot of the The wetter weather That we've been having Because right. we've had more water Already this year Than we're supposed to have Like all year long So
0: That's why they say Some of the grasshoppers It the is grass like some Biblical comes. plague stuff here The grasshoppers That was the hoppers, first thing That went to my head The floods. Floods. <laughs> 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 Oh shit What's next all right. Zombies Well
1: People coming back From the dead <sighs> don't, don't put people in caves You never know
0: <laughs> Well speaking of Biblical uh, plagues I guess uh, we won't go too far into it, but you got back from Edmonton, which I, I – pick up was probably your – would you would you say it was the worst work trip you've
1: ever had? Worst work trip. What? It, just in the terms of – not necessarily like had nothing to do with the fights sure. or the content and just literally – uh, that was the sickest I've ever been on the road.
0: We won't get into too many details, but basically it sounds like food poisoning and yeah, all that that it, entails. Yeah, it had to
1: have been, which is weird because I only ate at one place and some other guys ate at the same place and had wings. I think it either was just the sauce on the wings or something,
0: but. Uh, Put them on blast. Who was it? Uh,
1: it was the place was called State and Maine. State Maine. State Maine. It was a decent little place. I mean, like good. Uh, they had a cider that was absolutely delicious. So I was thinking, like, oh, man, my first meal, I'm having these wings, which were like $5 for a pound of wings. And then the, uh, the beers were on sale. Oh. So I was like, dude, this place is great. And then literally the next day, my stomach was just in knots and cramps. And I haven't had to – I haven't, like, vomited <laughs> – in so long, I said and we were was like, get into too many details. I know. Well, I won't give you too many details, <laughs> but the fact of like, unless the last time was maybe when I was super super drunk. So it's like you you just right. don't do it. I mean, like even when I get really sick, I very very rarely ever get to that point. So for that to happen. I was like, "What the hell happened?" So bad, um, you
0: had to skip the official weigh-ins. I guess. Yes. Uh, shout out to Mike Bond for kind of scrambling and putting something together. You know, our, obviously our coverage wasn't as good as it would be with you there, but no, we but made it happen. that's why I tried, and- I
1: tried to give him a heads up in far enough advance. Like, bro, like this was it was that was the worst night uh, I've had in a long time. I mean, let's just say it was this bad. I was sitting on the toilet. Took a to- <laughs> took uh, the door barely opened. Or barely, it, it opened, but it was open to the point where it was like almost right against the uh, the tub, but like the, the, the toilet was right there, so literally I could rest my head on the door, so I took a fucking towel <laughs> and at one point propped it up on the door because I was so tired, it was like literally every twenty minutes.
0: So like, dude, this is-
1: and as time was going on, I was like, "Oh my God, this is not getting better." So I'm just better. better
0: off sleeping on the toilet to so save myself some time. Just to save
1: myself from getting up, <laughs> just to have to go, because I didn't, I didn't want to like fucking like finally fall asleep and then like wake up and have shit uh, myself or something. <laughs> so it was the point I just couldn't sleep, and then as it was getting closer and closer to early weigh-ins. I was like, bro, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm just not going to be able to do right. this. Like, I physically uh, can't function away from having to run to a, a facility within 20 minutes. So I was like, That's and crazy, it was even man. less. So, yeah, that was hands down the worst time I've ever been sick on the road. Even my time in the UFC when I got really bad from a trip in Brazil, it got me after I got back home. Right. That was the worst. That was like two two and a half, almost three weeks, nonstop. It was bad. Whoa. I dropped a lot of weight. But I dropped over 10 pounds. 10 pounds. Over 10 pounds. Because it- – I know it was over because when I got back, my stomach felt better and I actually was able to eat a couple meals. I ate and I was like, okay, I think I'm back and I'm good to go.
0: You were still 10 pounds lighter. I was
1: 10 pounds lighter after I'd eaten. So, yeah, who knows how much. Not the way you want to. I always used to joke, like, it wouldn't be great if you could just take a fucking pill and shit like 30 pounds. And you just like, hey, 30 pounds gone. But it was literally, I had depleted all the water
0: in my body. Like, it was like. I don't know what the fuck, but it was. Uh, What's well, what happened to our, our our fearless former leader, Dan? Stop! You remember he he ended up I he do got remember super sick. Like he got super sick, so sick that he dropped like thirty pounds. Yeah, and then he was just like, "Well, I've already dropped thirty. Why don't I keep going?" I do It, it basically, that. It basically started like that. a healthy yeah. rebellion for him.
1: I have actually thought about. Well, I was like, maybe I'll have some fruit. I had an orange earlier, and uh, trying to eat
0: a little bit better. Will and then I, that sho- kick I showed up with a with a case of award winning pass blue ribbon. Here.
1: I was even just telling him I was like, man, I don't really even drink when I'm not on the road, but now I, I uh, you know, road shows are. Uh, it's a Thursday it's kind of after on the afternoon.
0: Road. <laughs> We're getting to do the the day thing. I actually I got to go to bed early. I got to wake up for a uh, one championship which starts at 2 a.m. Pacific. We won't talk a lot about that because by the time this podcast comes out, most people it'll probably already be it. over. Yeah, but uh, I don't make. I guess fight fans make sure it's on your radar if it's if it's not, man, to, to tune in. I think they replay them at night uh, on uh, on TNT. But uh, the return of. Uh, Eddie Alvarez. Oh, that's the, right, this is Eddie Alvarez. That's right, the return wow. of Demetrius Johnson. Arjun Bueller makes his uh, one championship debut. Uh, Yushinau wow. Kami's on there against the undefeated James Nakashima. So, literally uh, just uh, throwing everybody. Yeah, basically, they put it all <laughs> together. But uh, yeah, this is actually a really good one championship card. So I'm going to get up at 2 a.m. in the morning Ouch. and uh, and is that cover pay-per-view? that. Uh, no, they don't do pay-per-view. So the, the prelims, even though it's on BR Live, it's free. Okay. Yeah, if you watch it live, I think if you want to watch the replay, you have to pay for it, but or you have to wait for it to be on TNT. But they Dawn realize it's Heroes. a it's a weird time.
1: I like how they use those names. Like Dude, they have to like have just titles. like a random name generator? I
0: Dawn of Heroes. It's so, I, it, the, the names are pretty funny, but this is a good card. I think it's one of the better one championship cards. So I'm kind yeah, of excited to watch looks, it. Looks... All right, listen, I want to get a couple quick takes out of In out of Dawn <laughs> <laughs> of Heroes. Okay, I got. Not you got, you got a future in this. Uh, all right. I, just, I know that you recovered enough to be around on fight night, so I want to get kind of your thoughts from being there on scene. Uh, give me your take on Max Holloway because, uh, you know, we, I think we know what's next. Uh, listen, great fight from Max Holloway. Frankie Edgar, uh, I thought Frankie Edgar only won one round, to be honest with you, but I don't think Frankie fought bad. It's just that Max is, I think, you know, the, the best featherweight in the world right now. Um I want to see the fight with Alex Volkanovsky, and knowing that you and I are going to be in Melbourne, especially, we've already got our flights booked down there for that. I booked Melbourne. that earlier today. Knowing we're going to be there, I would really like to see Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky at that card. I think it would be an awesome, you know, kind of a, a second, you know, big fight for that card. But... Um, I don't know, man. I, I think it, do you think it would be too soon for Max? What, that's what did you quick. feel? Yeah, what did you feel from? Because I, I know his words didn't rule it out, right? But did you get the feeling that he was just saying what he needed to say, or that he's down for it?
1: I, I bet. I mean, if the money was right, I guarantee he'd be down for it. But I think he he needs to give himself some time to let his body kind of just get good. I mean, I think that's it is a hard cut. I mean, like he he made it. He went out there. He had he had the towel. He showed his junk. <laughs> uh show was junk. uh i don't know like the whole week he was good he didn't have the same like when we saw him before when he ha- when he was real depleted and they had the whole thing where they thought uh, he was concussed or something it was that whole right weird, oh yeah didn't do anything along those lines didn't show anything like that there was a couple people that thought he looked funny when he was walking into the venue but it might have just been swagger at that point he had already been rehydrating and he didn't seem to show any uh issues when it came to fight night i mean man uh, max just his jabs and his striking was just piecing up so good frankie it just what was crazy is that frankie didn't look like frankie in there in the sense like he didn't seem to have the success that he normally does i don't feel like he ever really um uh, got going too too right. much so like giving him around is is probably I, being well, is, is being fair, but it's also being kind of generous because I, well, I could have thought that it I probably I only gave been.
0: him round one, and I think it's only because I thought Max started kind of slow. Right. I think in round one, and even then, a 50-45 card, I would not have argued against. Yeah. I just thought round one was pretty close, and I felt like Max was kind of slow starting, and Frankie yeah. got enough work in there. But yeah, after that, two through five, I saw some people saying – uh, what was it, round three or four was close? I didn't I, didn't, I, I didn't think any of them were close after some one. Some said
1: that. I didn't think so either. I thought when it came, when you looked at it, like the, the more devastating shots were coming from Max. Every time Frankie kind of come in there. I mean, I did like Frankie. The way Frankie, I like it that he doesn't really a lot of time just throw that one jab. I mean, his hands are so quick that it's always two or three shots. Right. You know, nice one-two, you know, and he's getting in there. So he was doing some good work, and I think when you see – That overall in a round, I can see where somebody's like, he landed a lot of shots, a lot of shots. But Max's jabs and his stuff just looked so much more devastating. It just felt like it was like – I don't want to say the word clinic because clinic makes it always sound like that was just a a one-sided – Like you're embarrassing somebody. And it wasn't like that. Um, But he clearly had his way, and he got more comfortable as the fight went on. You know, he started getting that whole drop the hands to the side, oh, you know, yeah. started nodding his head a little bit, almost like he was going to start jawing. But I think there was too much respect between him and yep. Frankie for him to talk shit yep. during it. So I don't think he really went that route. But about the third round, he was in that full-on mode. And at that point, I mean, it was, it was done. Look, man, Frankie's
0: you know. a legend, no question about it. You yeah. cannot question Frankie as a fighter and just as a human being, man. He's as good as they come. I hope he'll try 135. I, you know, again, he's always said he doesn't think it would be a problem for him to get there. When you see him next to Max Holloway, they they looked like they were in different weight classes. So yeah. I don't know how hard it would be, especially at his age, to get to 35. But if it's not something that's going to put his health at risk, I would like to see him at 35. I think he could still turn in a yeah. few good fights at 35.
1: I think so too. But man, like doing that sort of thing—that's complete like lifestyle change. I think True. that's not something that you that he would easily at least thinking about how Frankie addressed these things. It's not like he – I don't ever really see him as just like, all right, fight week, We need. that's when we're going to drop the weight. He always comes in pretty close and then just finishes it off. But to do it at 135, he would literally have to, I think, change his life and make it about being at that lower weight. And I'm not sure at this point in his career, after what he's already done, if he's willing to put himself through that much – just to try to get at maybe another weight class, just to try to maybe make yeah. another run. Because um,
0: there's, st- I mean, he could st- you can still put him against anybody in the division. Yeah, I could. mean, he
1: could get there and, and do fights. Just you know, I don't know, man, to try to just go into another thing and then uh, try to build himself up. Unless you know, you're gonna sort of just automatically move him up towards the top five. And right. is that fair to anybody? And then right. you know, does that mean? Do you want to make Frankie go through? three or four fights at a no. struggling weight class to nah. get to a title, and I just don't think he wants you to. You give him,
0: like, a number one contender fight right away. <sighs> if he can do it. If he could do it. We'll see. We'll see what he decides I, mean, I bet to he do. could
1: do one fight, but I I just don't think he'd want to make that his new division long term because I just think he would literally have to redo how he lives, and I just think at this point in career, he doesn't want to too far make it that hard of himself. You know, he's too far. He's He's done too much. I think he would rather – do another one like this, where it's like stay up near the top of the division to to, to make it seem like he could be back at it. But uh, I don't know. I don't, think, I, he I, another,
0: I don't I, think he gets another title shot at 45.
1: I just don't. I honestly don't think Frankie's got much longer in it. And that's not saying that he's done. Wow, I think disrespect. Frankie's he's probably, been around for a long time. He's been a, a long seven time.
0: hours in the octagon. I that's wouldn't be insane. surprised if
1: he's if he's only got like another maybe year or that's probably about right. Two, I mean, I mean, two is probably being really generous because I think he's got a lot of opportunities to do other things and he's already got other things going on. I just don't know how long he wants to keep pushing himself to do a lot of these things and that's why I don't think 135 is going to be the right one because that's a long play and I mean that's a younger man's game. It's true. Frankie's he's he's already paid his dues. He doesn't need to, to do that sort of thing. I think he can make the money he needs to get, get a couple more fights and then just fucking ride out on that horse, man, and just live live good yeah you
0: know? well selfishly i would like to see holloway and Volkanovsky in australia you know but i i don't yeah. i want only only if max is 100 percent, man i, I don't yeah. want to see max suffer sacrifice i mean he's he's done enough you know what i mean so yeah. only if it's uh if, if it's at 100 percent, would i like to see that happen but I, I selfishly i would i think it'd be phenomenal uh I, I did want to ask quickly about the cyborg thing i mean cyborg and dana this feud that continues yeah. to go on between them uh you know the thing is, that frustrates me about it is I just I, f- I feel like they're not being honest, honest with each other, at least honest with the language. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like I I think they're she both. She seems
1: to be a lot more honest and open. You know now. I mean like maybe when they're in front of each other, but when she he's not in the room and she's talking. Uh, oh the, the post I fight speech it. was powerful. Like I love powerful. it. I mean like she is not pulling any punches, and I think that's coming from a point where she knows her worth. She knows what she needs to see, and if she's not gonna, I don't. I don't think she wants. She's willing to just uh, beat around the bush right. anymore because I think she probably knows that she can go to a Bellator or she can go something else. You know, maybe not be might not be yeah. the, the amount of money. So that's why she probably wants to stay UFC because the money's going to be better there. But well, yeah, you're I just right feel like that. it's coming from Dana's end where Dana that, that, he he says, "Oh no, we're good, we're good, we're good." but uh you know she's right i mean i mean they can't go back in the past and fix the stuff but she almost wants him to never bad mouth her never say anything right and he says that about everybody yeah. at one point in time I mean, he i mean he talks shit about uh i mean you'll hear him talk shit about maybe even say like Adasanya didn't look good in the first and second and blah blah
0: blah but he's not trying to cut him down he's not he's trying to be- cut him he's down just being honest
1: but i guess what's weird in the in the terms of some of the other ones is that uh, Cyborg unfortunately a lot of people picked on her looks they uh, they they oh yeah they said a lot of shit that they crossed outside of just talking about a bad fight performance right. you know and that's the point i think she's the most upset is that you guys are fucking with my brand and you're like if you're going to talk shit about me how's that going to help me going forward you know if you're gonna treat one particular fighter decent, why don't you treat everybody decent, you know? And Well
0: here's here's the thing, is that I, you're you're right. If I had to put more of the blame in one place, I'd probably put it on Dana because yeah. I will say, like, the fact that Dana says she's not interested in the fight, I know what he's getting at, and we talked about it before. What he's getting at is that she's not willing to sign a new deal to take the fight. So in his mind that means you're not interested in the fight because you're not willing to sign a contract. That's not completely inaccurate but it's not true either like right. she is interested in the fight right she just wants fair compensation for it she wants to you know work, work out a new deal for it so and on to, a time frame and a time that, frame And that's yeah. the
1: thing too is i think a lot of times he's like i offered that fight three different times and well if she's not ready to fight don't talk shit that she right. wasn't ready to fight you know like that's another point her like if she feels her most optimal fighting say just for shits and giggles is october don't try to Force her to fight in August, and then say so she didn't she, want the fight. Say she didn't want the fight. Yeah. Because then you are tarnishing the brand. No, what I just didn't say want to fight in August. We couldn't get the fight. We couldn't get the fight to work. We're still in the works. Blah blah blah. You don't need to bring up the fact of oh she didn't agree to it. Right. You know, like it's gotta be a good fight, a good time frame for both. But don't shit on a fighter because they didn't meet your initial thing. There's, I'm sure there's a reason for it.
0: But here's the thing is that, and, and you're, I think you're dead right about that, and, and it frustrates me that you know, which is why we asked Dana the other and it day. It happens like, all
1: the time. They say that all the time about fighters when they can't uh, fight want when fight. they can't fight their fight frame didn't yet. Fight.
0: Just say so they didn't want my fight. Yeah, that's not didn't true. Didn't want to fight. They're scared. Yeah. But th- that so that bothers. Me. But here's the other thing too is that I will say this, and I'm not trying to defend Dana here, but Cyborg does not make it very easy either. You know sure. what I mean? Like it's like we had this moment, and it's like, hey, we're going to make this fight, and then what? Ten minutes afterwards, she's taking to social media to, to, yeah. to, to shit all over him. You know what I mean? Like, And I, I I understand that's her right to do it, and I'm not blaming her, but it's like I just feel like both parties could do something better to make this thing work. I mean, I don't think sure. it's 100% on Dana or the UFC. I don't think it's 100% on Cyborg, and I wish I wish Cyborg would stop with the attacks. Like, what what good does that do? Like, right. have those conversations behind closed doors. Have them, but have them behind closed doors. you How many times have we seen if fighters try to contest something in the media, Dana hates that stuff. Sure. He he hates it, and and, and it never goes well. But have it behind the scenes, and maybe we can address it a little bit. You know what I mean? So I wish she would change her approach a little bit, but I wish Dana would also change his approach as well because I think what he's saying isn't a lie, but it's not 100% accurate either. I don't think it's doing anybody any good.
1: But I know we have seen instances. I was trying to even think of a couple times, whether it be Colby or – you know, some of these cats lately have been uh, quick to talk shit about how the UFC's treat them, and they've still been rewarded. You know, I think there is something about, you know, the the, the squeaky wheel getting the getting the grease. All right, you know? but
0: notice that Colby, and I think it was Dan Lambert, who's his manager, who has known Dana forever, right. Colby really doesn't talk bad. He's he settled down a little right. bit. He's not talking about Uncle Fester and this and that, right? Right. And what did Dana come out and do? Dana said this week, All right, if Colby wins, he's got to be next. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I think – you have those. You have those conversations behind the scenes. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, tell Dana, I don't appreciate what you did, or I think this is wrong, or I think right. you did it the wrong way. I just think contesting it in the media doesn't help your case.
1: Yeah, definitely goes. I guess it just depends. I mean, I think sometimes it probably could be useful, but you're right. I mean, you know, it's probably not the best to, to air all your dirty laundry. But at some point, you probably just get frustrated and you feel like. I got to at least go on record because if you don't, then you just look like, all right, I'm sitting back and taking it. So, I mean, I, and, and I know we've talked about the in the, in the past. I mean, I commend fighters that are willing to, to stand up Absolutely. for themselves, you know? I mean, it's the only way it's going to happen, but yeah, I think there's ways you could do it tactfully. There you go. And then at, at some point, maybe you just get frustrated and you say, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to blow. Put it on blast, and none of us would,
0: you know, none of us would ever blow up at our boss and say something <laughs> out of line, right? We never, would do that. <laughs> never. But. All right. Well, hopefully that gets worked out. Because listen, I will say this: I I, 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 will say this. Cyborg facing Julia Budd in Bellator would be pretty cool. Yes. And the Bellator uh, ryzen relationship. Is pretty entertaining as well, because that means that now you can see Cyborg go over to Japan. You can yeah. see some matchups, and obviously, you know they, they, they could throw out some crazy matches, and there's stuff you could do. So, I will say, and I think Cyborg louder in a box too. If I belts, mean, like, yeah, maybe you could make the Clarissa Shields things happen. So, yeah. I, I, I to be honest with you, I like Cyborg's opportunities on the outside, right. and I wouldn't hate to see her leave the UFC. But I do feel like the biggest fights, the biggest money is going to be in the UFC.
1: I agree. And she's still a great draw for the UFC. Um, people love seeing yep. her. But I also feel like, man, just – I was so surprised how well Felicia – This You know, everybody we was saying, like, oh, look at the young, the young baby girl coming in here. And Felicia she's just tough. took everything. She was so tough. And it just made you wonder, like, man, Cyborg used to just get in there and yep. just demolish all these girls. Man, nobody fucking – stood a chance and then Amanda just showed how human she was yep. and that in fact she can be knocked out and now everybody believes and then you got Fleesh, who just came in with no fear at all and took every Phenomenal. bit of Cyborg stuff and actually damaged Cyborg right from the get go and it just man I just...
0: Well that cut could have changed everything could it? It really It, it really might have changed everything.
1: I just kind of feel I just feel like part of me feels like there's Dana in the back of his mind like is it time? Is it time to let it go? Is has she already peaked and on her way down? That's a good
0: point, man. He always says, you know, I'm not looking to hold on to fighters that are going from ten to, you know, from one to ten. I'm right. looking when they're trying to go from ten to right. one.
1: And I think this, I feel like at this point, and I hate even he saying like this, he feels like maybe it's time. I I have a feeling he probably feels like it's time because I even think about it and think that she's not gonna, she's not going to take the belt away from Amanda. No. Somebody the other day argue with me and thought it was such a fluke i was like dude i think amanda's gonna do it again and they were amanda like they were again. like you're crazy man that was a fluke i was like how do you think that was a fluke man like amanda amanda's is on another level she's right on a whole other level and i just don't see cyborg beating her and then when I when i see cyborg fight these other girls and these other girls who i think amanda would absolutely i thought felicia was super sweet and did an awesome job amanda would fucking starch Felicia, for somebody to think that oh, okay, Cyborg who goes in there and beats her by decision, and she beat her handedly, like Cyborg's hands were just great, and she yeah pieced up Felicia. That's a, that's but by, by
0: by giving Felicia credit, and I've seen some people argue that oh, it wasn't a close fight. No, it wasn't a close fight. It was a very clear, one-sided right. fight. We're just praising the durability and the right. toughness,
1: right? And like just seeing Amanda right now, I'm like, man, it would. I don't see how that fight wouldn't be the same way. I just I don't see the same cyborg that i've been so enamored about for these past years like i was always like cyborgs fighting okay i don't even need to see the opponent i'm picking her i'm picking <laughs> her and now That's right you know i i start looking at the opponents because it doesn't feel like the same cyborg um just just like when when ronda came up ronda was so she was levels above everybody until they figured it out right people are figuring out cyborg now and i feel like cyborg's durability Has changed as well, because this even when I said before, I was like the only way people are going to start beating cyborg is you're going to be seeing a lesser cyborg, a depleted cyborg, not depleted but the mystique is gone.
0: The mystique is gone. That's for sure. I mean, the 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 people being beat before they got in there, right? That's not going to happen. Felicia Spencer was not beat before she got in there, and it's not because she's some you know you know just. Psychological giant that she was able to beat. I just the mystique, the aura isn't around her anymore. Right? Still, still dangerous though. Oh, she's still super dangerous. Well, I wouldn't pick her against Amanda. I don't think so either. We'll see what happens. I, I, I hope she stays, but I will say. She I,
1: will do the, awesome in
0: Bellator. The options on the outside would be pretty cool. What's
1: great is for us, we cover Bellator. Yep, exactly. I know there's a lot of organization, uh, other outlets that don't seem to go to a lot of the Bellators. So, so we'll still get to see your fight. We'll still get to see your fight. So it's like even though we're not gonna, even if we maybe didn't see in the UFC, we would still see your fight. So I'm still stoked. I mean, it's not like she's going away anywhere. She just might go make some more money and get a lot of opportunities. When they started talking about when you when she said something about boxing and it was almost like she was hinting on it, I was like, dude, it just. Stinks of Bellator. Like, it's oh, yeah. perfect for yep. Bellator, you know. And I almost want her to go to Bellator because I know that she can pull off. If she wanted to, she could fucking take a boxing match, a kickboxing match, and an MMA fight Yeah, all underneath the, the Bellator They don't umbrella. do a ton of
0: Bellator kickboxing cards right. anymore, but they
1: but still they do, do some. And they, they, could, do. they She'd or be a they great could draw, partner, or she could partner over to something, and they'll do like this some cross promotion. Like Bellator is doing really cool shit right now with a lot of these other organizations. That uh, it's just cool. The the possibilities are. Are endless, so it's really cool.
0: It's funny when it when it first the discussion first started. I, I was like, man, they got to find a way to keep her. She she deserves to be in the UFC. She belongs to be in the UFC. But honestly, the more I think about it, because I don't think she'll beat Amanda, and because I do think there's more creative opportunities and probably easier opportunities, if we're being honest. Now, Julia Budd doesn't count as an easy opportunity. That yeah, would be a test. That'd be a fun fight. But I, I do think, honestly. The more I think about it, the more I discuss it. I think her best option probably is to leave.
1: I would like to see her go, just because I would love to see her be able to to do the things she wants. Go to an organization that's willing to bend over to give her what she wants. Right. And that's what I think Bellator would do. That's true. They would say, "What do you want?"
0: Because she instantly becomes one of the Where biggest stars,
1: fight? huge star, and a huge fucking draw. I mean, she is a good draw. I mean, is she? I mean, it's crazy. Half the half the stuff when people were watching, you know, I, when I felt like there were fans there. They were super, super stoked to see her. I mean, like, it's fucking Cyborg, man. I mean, like, if there isn't ever, like, say if there was, like, a division of, like, if they wanted to do, like, a women's wing of uh, the UFC Hall of Fame, she's a she's a guaranteed, guaranteed fucking... It deserves fuck. to be in there. Yeah, absolutely
0: deserves to be in right. there.
1: Right, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, if they can't find a fucking way, just fucking make a women's wing... <laughs> And put Cyborg in the fucking Hall of Fame because what she's done for the sport and just the fact that her name, I mean, like, even I I always go and say, like, if my family knows who they are, they've fucking done something. And my family knows who Cyborg is. So it's like, dude, put her in the Hall of Fame because the Hathaway family knows who Chris Cyborg is. So she deserves
0: Cause she's crossed over. That'll that'll be the guy every year, the, uh, <laughs> Kenny. Uh, hey, real quick, man, uh, can you run a few names by your family, please? This, this is yep.
1: Deep. They know this one. Okay, yeah.
0: right, That's yeah. good. Hey, Kenny, this is this is Dana. Just got a couple quick <laughs> ones here for you. I'm going to line these out. If you can just run them by your family. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, a couple. I, I want. I want to plug something real quick. I started this thing earlier this year called the Rookie Report, and basically I grade every week uh, the UFC newcomers after their debuts. Uh-huh. And we've been doing it long enough now, and it's, it does decent traffic. It doesn't do huge. I, I get it. Uh, you know the, the debuting fighters aren't the people necessarily that people care the most about but i did want to plug something real quick because i've been doing it long enough now that some of these fighters are getting their second fighter their oh. second fight in right one of those guys Armin Saryukin i gave him an a in his oh. debut even though it was a loss and of course he picked up a decision win over Olivier Aubin Mercier so that was yeah. a big win he for his second tough. fight oh man he's tough he's going to be he's going to be a problem he's like in that super division young. 23 years old yeah he's look out he's, for that kid yeah
1: he's he is on his way up.
0: Another one, Vivian Araujo. I gave her an A-plus in her debut. And, of yeah. course, she picked up a decision win over Alexis Davis. That's a, a big a big win for her there. Yeah, I think she's going to be a problem as well in the women's flyweight division. I think, I think she's going to be around. She talked about going back down to strawweight where she competed most of her career, but I think she's going to stay at flyweight. Um, and and I think she's going to be up there pretty soon yeah, as, as a top contender. That's good, but
1: Straw would be good too. I mean, like
0: yeah, she I think was, Straw is deeper though. But this she's good. Uh, but here on the flip side of things, Sung Woo Choi. No disrespect, but I gave him a C plus. You know, not terrible, but mm-hmm. not great. I gave him a C plus. He lost. He suffered a decision loss to Gavin Tucker in his second fight. So the mm-hmm. two that I gave A's picked up wins. The one that I gave a C suffered a loss. So hey. Wow. So your, so your scoring's keep, working. Keep, keep an eye on those rookie reports, man. Uh, I got some – you know, I'm just telling you what I see. What would you think about uh, Jillian Robertson? Well, there? I'm glad you brought that up, sir. I, I love Jillian. She, I think she
1: is, like, the cutest, like, funnest, and she looked like a whole different fighter. I
0: mean – Well, she, let me tell you something, All cool right, coffee. tell me something. We don't <laughs> never – we – at one time, I think we spent more time trying to plan what we were going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> but after 227 consecutive weeks of speaking MMA together, we, we don't really have – rundowns or share or anything like that. But I pulled Jillian Robertson's audio. Oh, this did you? Week's, yes, I did for this week's <laughs> episode. I, uh, I wanted to do a uh, and a half last week, but of course you were ill and I didn't want to make you have to do extra work. Um, but I had saved her audio because I'll tell you, I was so impressed by her. I think she is phenomenal. Um, and I think her personality and her just like oh, yeah. her her voice is hilarious. She's got this like high pitched voice. She yeah. finishes every sentence like with a yeah. like a, like <laughs> right?
1: like with a smile. She is infectious. Like she has like a, a like her her smile and her laugh. She's like same thing like a lot when you used to like uh, sage. You just like right. you, you finish talking to him and you just like God. I feel like more sunlight came in the room or <laughs> something. But like Jillian has that effect where she just very happy and she's and a she's, killer and she looked that was i think the most dominant performance i've ever seen her do she is like phenomenal. she literally took uh, a step up from where and it's not like she was bad or that she wasn't fully complete but she looked so good like i thought her striking and i thought everything was just impressive because i picked froda froda i've seen that in Rictum, oh, I've seen she's she,
2: yeah. she's
0: fucking beast she's vicious
1: yeah so i was like oh sorry jillian gosh i don't want to see jillian get beat up i'm like oh i feel bad and i was like as it was going on i was like what the hell yeah i was like jillian
0: is i I think she's phenomenal i think she's the total package man i think she can fight and yes this this voice and this (laughs) attitude are they're crazy
1: shit her crazy neon red hair uh (laughs) <laughs> is like brighter than life.
0: It's amazing. So listen. Usually, this far in the week, I don't, I don't go back to the weekend before to play audio. But this is short. It's only a, a couple of minutes. Uh, but yeah, I was so impressed by Jillian, and I have been in her career. But I think this was a breakout moment that uh, I had to share this. So uh, here is uh, some backstage audio from UFC 240. This is Jillian Robertson after a win.
2: I congratulations for UFC wins and for finishes. This must be a pretty exciting start for you to your career here.
3: Oh, yeah, it's absolutely huge, especially my first TKO in Canada, my home country, so it feels absolutely amazing. The crowd and the vibes out there were just incredible. (laughs)
2: Was there anything about her style or the snatch-up that maybe you thought would lead to this result, finishing with strikes for the first time, or is that just something that happened in there?
3: Um, It's just something that happened in there. I'm honestly always hunting for the submission. I wanted to be able to display my ground and pound a little bit better during this fight, which I'm happy I got the chance to. Um, I was using the strikes to open up a submission, but then I heard the ref call. He was like, you need to be more active for Oda. So then I just started throwing as much as I could. Yeah.
2: This, yeah. this is your first uh, TKO victory. Do you learn anything about yourself with that tonight?
3: Um, I don't necessarily think so. I feel like no matter what, it's just going out there and performing. Like, uh, that's a, all that I can really hope for is that I go out there and put on a performance. and I feel like um, this is the most comfortable I've ever been in the cage. This is the most I've ever uh, really clearly thought in the cage. and I feel like I, I perform well. How tight
2: was that uh, first round triangle she
3: had on you? Oh, it wasn't tight at all. Uh, It was actually in the second round she had like a little, I don't know, it was like a weird choke and that one was tighter than the uh, triangle. But um, with the triangle, I was just kind of hanging out there. I couldn't get her legs off, but I wasn't in any danger. When we spoke before the fight, you mentioned that you're kind of your own worst critic and you don't want to show anyone your fights. What about this one? Does this make the cut? Um... I need to watch it, <laughs> I need to see it. I don't know, it goes by in such a flash when you're in there. Uh, like I said, before my only performance I've ever been proud of was when I, my one against Molly McCann. I feel like this one, I definitely performed tonight. It's definitely up there. <laughs> You did call a second round finish. You called submission. What does it feel like to get the TKO? And you kind of knew it was going to come on top, right? Uh, Yeah, I knew I was going to be on top. I knew I was going to be doing damage the whole time. And like I said, I'm always hunting for the submission. But to get a TKO, it's just to be able to get out of there, it feels incredible.
1: (laughs) Uh, You landed that that elbow and got a big cut on her. Did you notice that right away, obviously? And uh, what does seeing damage like that do for your confidence?
3: Oh, I noticed it in the first round when I got that big cut. And then the second round, I cut her again. And it it definitely gives you that confidence boost. You literally smell the blood. Just go for the kill.
1: I think this uh, July, I think it marks the, the, the sixth anniversary of your like your amateur debut. Uh, how, how fast does it feel like to you that your career has advanced since that fight?
3: Oh, it feels crazy to me that I'm even here. Like I've been with the UFC almost two years now and it still feels unreal every single time I'm stepping in the cage. I'm 100% blessed to be up here and uh, I love this more than anything. This is literally my dream job. So just to be able to fight and get paid for it is insane to me. <laughs>
2: you have so you have the most wins and finishes now in the history of this weight class. You're still pretty young though at 24. How do you think, you know, you? want your career to progress like you feel like you want a top 10 opponent after this so in top um, five? What do you no matter you what i'm
3: trying to stay as active as possible i'm just trying to get in there as often as possible if they i'll take anyone you know if they put dana white in front of me then if that gets me ranked i'm taking that fight you know no matter what i'm here to fight everybody in the ufc and i'm gonna work my way to the top
2: is there any discussions you have with like your management or you know you and the ufc about like how they want to bring you along because at some point you keep winning fights like this finishing fights you're gonna you know be talked about as a title contender
3: uh, we haven't had any discussion about it yet but like you said i keep on finishing I'm going to make a statement in my fights I know you talked about being on this like six month schedule but obviously you want to fight a little bit more is there a card coming up that you'd be interested in Uh, I haven't really looked into the future much but uh three or four months and I'll be ready like that'd be the perfect timeline for me like six months is way too long for me What about as
1: far as, like, dream locations that you want to compete in? Again, you finally got to get a fight in Canada. Is there any other places that you really, really want to fight
3: in? Um, It'd be nice to fight in the United States. I feel like I'm flying everywhere for my fight, so um, it'd be nice to have something a little bit more local. Like, even though this is my home, uh, I'm still from Niagara Falls, so it's still the other side of the country. So if I could uh, maybe find something a little bit more local, that'd be awesome. (laughs) How about a name? I know you had a couple in the past, but is anyone really standing out right now? Uh, Not at the moment. I'm just ready for anyone.
0: All right, the savage Jillian Robertson, man. I I am uh, quickly becoming a fan. So a nice work from there. I, I just I just had to share that with everybody for anybody that missed it because that was uh that was fun. She makes you smile. I'm sure I'm sure you guys were all smiling backstage.
1: Everybody was smiling. It was uh it was fun.
0: Yeah, was too. Fun. all right. You came uh, right back in town after your. Horrible 240, and we got right into the Dana White's Contender Series 22. Uh, a couple things that happened here. First of all, let me just let me just give a plug, since we're all together. Give a plug for the pre-show. Uh, myself and Dan Tom have been the on-camera talent. Cold Coffee here has been producing them on the fly, but we do a, a live pre-show every week for the Contender Series. We do it uh, from 4.15 to 4.45 local, so that's Pacific time, 7.15 to 7.45 we break down the notes. Uh, you know, obviously Dan Tom gives his analysis on what he thinks of the prospects. Our, our own Nolan King, who's a big contender series junkie, he always chimes in, sends me some notes that I can share with everybody. He was on vacation in Ireland. He was still sending in notes. That's how much he cares. <laughs> and you deserve respect, Co-Coffee, man. You're putting this thing together like a like a TV show, man. That's how we do. You're rolling in B-roll. You know, you're showing highlights from the weigh-ins. You're showing uh, packages that the USC has been nice enough to provide us. I mean – you're you're basically it's creating a, a TV show. show, yeah, on on a computer and a camera, <laughs> like live. I mean, it's like a bootleg television show, yeah. And you're doing a phenomenal job with it. So. It's pretty
1: stressful. Like it gets it gets very stressful, but uh, dude, it's fun. It uh, it kind of reminds me of like even when I was at um, Ohio State Buckeye TV, like putting TV shows together, where it was like you know super stressful, but you know when it comes together and it works, it's a lot of fun and it's different you know and it's so it's a it's kind of an adrenaline rush one when it's working but when it starts freaking out then it's like probably one of the most stressful things ever because it's like everything is a split second moment right if something starts going or even like when we're talking i gotta make sure i key up this you know and it's all it's all in the little laptop you're doing it but it's like you know when everything's good and it's flowing good and you're able to prep it's like, oh, okay, cool. Then you roll the video and the whatever. And it's funny because I'm then-
0: trying to I'm trying to set up video because you know we know what video we have to work with, right? And I'm trying to set up video, but we don't have like any way of communicating with each yeah. other. So basically, you're just having to listen to my verbal cues, which is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and and it's funny because out of the, you know I'm watching Dan, Tom, and now the corner of my eye. Now you've got a bright light shining on us and there's overhead lights too so I can't see you completely but out of the peripheral I'm trying to make sure that like I see you lean over and start working cuz yeah. I assuming <laughs> if you're working that you are teeing, you are indeed teeing up the video we're talking about Yeah there's
1: there's been a couple ones where cuz say if I'm uh, how depending on how I have it laid out if I'm playing B-roll on another thing uh it's not just as easy sometimes as just clicking the next clip and doing a transition. You have to uh, release the, the top layer and then cue up the other one down below. So you have to make sure to remember to, okay, deselect this layer and then kick this one before you transition. Or what will happen is this top layer stays and the video will keep rolling. and Then you would just hear the other video roll underneath and it fucks it all up. But uh, yeah, for the most part, there's there's been a couple of hiccups and it still happens. But yeah. Uh, no, it's been great so far, and I love the fact that the the OC production team has kind of embraced it and has given us stuff. You know, yeah. like I thought. The, I think the features they've been giving us have been getting better and better, and they're full fledged. So it's like it's nice to be able to lean on their production staff. And like, what What do you have for me this week?
0: It's cool. You so know, definitely, so. If, if if you if you can tune in, do we we air it live. Uh, before the Contender Series, and I think it's—I think it provides nice analysis to kind of set up yeah. because let's be honest, most nights if you're tuning in the Contender Series, you, you probably don't know much about the fighters that are there, and we're at least trying to share some backstory, yeah. share some potential strategies, share who's probably the the favorite. Right. Um, I think it makes it a little bit more entertaining. You kind of yeah. know what's at stake. So
1: people uh, people are sort of have their little chat. The only thing is that we don't—you guys are working and doing your thing. I'm working, so we don't really have, really have the, the interaction. The yeah. You know, we can't really do much of the engagement, but. That never seems to be a problem on YouTube. Most most people just talk to themselves, anyways. You know, everybody kind of entertains right. themselves. Yeah, yeah. But that would be the only thing that I would like to be able to figure out. But I think it would just we would need more people. We we'll just need another body, you know, to no kind of monitor because you just can't you can't uh, can't keep track of all that sort of stuff. But uh, you know, when you do tune in, listen to the stuff, you know, get the analysis, enjoy it, and then uh, feel free to uh, talk with the trolls and other people that are <laughs> that are watching online. Well, it was- but for the most part, it's actually been pretty good. Like. Uh, I think we have a good uh, group of. Uh, I mean, there's always a few people that just want to get in there and rabble rouse a little bit, but for the most part, I think the Junkie Nation's really good of when they get in there and and are watching the show to have educated conversations about the fights, you know. And yep. every once in a while, I see people talking odds and and gambling and stuff. So that's you cool. know,
0: people are using it for their benefit. So that's cool. I dig it. I dig it. Well, this past week was pretty good. So yeah. Make sure you join us for our pre-show if you can. Uh, but
1: Dana will be on there one of these. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, we'll ha- we'll get, it will happen.
0: We'll get Dana on there. It's just, it's gonna be a surprise. Yeah, we, 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 we never have, know in advance. Yeah,
1: we've we've had uh, Julian Marquez on there so far, yeah. but we usually every every week I reach out to their uh, staff people to figure out who's coming. Like if there's any big names coming. We try coming. to sneak in Max Holloway. We tried Holloway. to get Max, but unfortunately he didn't show up till five fifteen, so it was after the show was finished. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that hopefully uh, before this season's over. I'm calling this our first season. Yeah, uh, before this season's season. over, uh, we'll have some more guests and uh, be able to kind of get in there. But I, I'm gonna go on the record and say dana will make it one we've of these-
0: been in conversations and yes. he seems open to the idea
1: he's open to us we'll have him on there one of these days <laughs> no
0: doubt about it well this past week we saw the the, the big knockout with Elon cruz that was that's got to be one awesome. of the best finishes of the contender series i mean that's one of the best finishes you'll ever see man and yeah uh it, it was it was unfortunate because his opponent was fighting uh very very well and of course he was fighting out of fortis mma as well so it's, of course we, we pull for those guys at least i do uh you know as a As a Dallas guy, I can't help Mm -hmm. but uh, hope that those guys do well. Stephen Wynn was fighting great. Uh, The only thing with Stephen Wynn was – I think his and in Alan talked about it afterwards was when was so aggressive and so repetitive in his attack that you just knew you knew where he's going to be and so yeah. because that Cruz was able to to counter with that flying knee that's what if you haven't seen that one make sure you you, you go check out if nothing else the Cruz knockout of Wynn. you probably saw the highlight it was number one on Sports Center but was it uh, yeah number one that's awesome on, on the whole night so really really cool. Um, and, and I felt kind of bad for Alexa, uh, Alexa Kamer afterwards because he hit a flying knee as well, but he didn't get the clean finish. Yeah. That came right after so he hit the flying knee and then he hit the punches. Uh, you know, I, I shouldn't say I feel bad. He got a UFC deal and yeah. it, it looks like he's going to uh, he's gonna be tabbed for some, some good things. But uh, there was such a beautiful, clean flying knee before that, you know, people didn't make enough uh, out, out of what he accomplished, I thought.
1: That was that was just a great fight. I mean, his face was, was beat up good. He had taken a good beat and um – from Steve, so that was just a great fight. I think that's why I think that when that happened, Dane was just like, I'm signing up because yep. I think you could tell he was into that whole fight. So that was that was great. It was a good night, man. It really that was. was. I feel like I, it was I, a good night of fight. I do
0: feel like this season started off kind of slow, but it's picked up, man. It's picked up, yeah. Uh, great story, and I, and I won't play this. I do want to play a little bit of what Dane had to say afterwards, but I want to talk about something else. But a great story. Was uh what he what he talked about the fight between Tracy Cortez and Maria Agapova where he said that like you know they were watching the pre-fight video packages of both girls and apparently he doesn't watch them either before he you know he wants to be fresh he wants yeah. to know and he watched both the video packages and he said he turned to the matchmakers and was like man these stories are so sad let's call off the fight and give them both deals yeah. you know <laughs> he's like I, I don't want somebody to have to go home man so yeah. I, I thought that was that was pretty funny but uh, what I did want to share was was Dana White. Uh, afterwards he, he always comes and talk to us every week and for the most part, we try to keep it about contender series. Uh, I think that's what happened in the past was um, you know he didn't want to come every week and get the full gamut of well what about Connor what about this? so he stopped he stopped coming quite as often to be honest with you, but you know, we've kind of reached an understanding we we keep it pretty much to to the the task at hand uh, and he continues to share his time with us each week. but we did branch out a little bit afterwards and talk a little bit about. The future of the contender series, um, the future of the ultimate fighter. In fact, Cole coffee was the one leading the charge on that one, mm. so uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in just a second. But uh, before we do, I want to make sure that everybody's heard it. So this is not the full scrum that we had with with uh, UFC president Dana White after Contender Series, but I trimmed it down just a little bit. And uh, here's some of these key moments of what he had to say about the future of both those series. Man, what's uh, what's the mood like after a night like tonight, man? Pretty pretty spectacular.
4: Right? Yeah, it was, it was a great night. I, I was I was just saying to uh, to, to Laura. I mean, the, the matchmaking. It's just fucking awesome, man, and and uh, to see some of these fights play out. The last fight, I was like, when these two start engaging, this fight's going to be ridiculous. Two big, strong, well-rounded athletes, and boom, boom, there it was. I know you always say you can do this every Tuesday night, and I know the
0: matchmakers will, like calm down. But I mean, are, <laughs> are they starting to are they starting to come around a little bit? Or I mean, as, as much talent as you're finding, are they saying, well, maybe maybe we can do more of these.
4: Well, the thing is, is when you when when you Match make these type of fights with this type of talent.' They're just a, the pool isn't deep enough to keep doing this you know every Tuesday. To do this every week, you just don't have a deep enough pool, especially the quality of people that could get into the UFC and compete here so makes it tough
0: so will we still have a second run of this i know you've been t- yeah they
4: said no and i say yes uh, so, yeah. so yeah. maybe before the end of the year right? yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll do a second do you think it'll be fight pass only or have you talked to espn it'll enough, be fight, so pass, yeah. fight pass yeah
1: fight back cool dan i know you went on record and say i think before that the ultimate fighter was coming back can you kind of tell us again what the status is what yeah
4: status so funny you should ask that Polygian is here tonight Polygian came it's the first time he's seen the facility i'm going to meet him for dinner right now so Peligian and I are. Working on the Ultimate Fighter right now.
1: Any sort of time frame as one week. We'll
4: see. figure that out tonight. Yeah, we're going to dinner. Literally, they're waiting for me for dinner right now. You think you put it on Fight Pass? Me, him, and Borsari are going. Fight Pass. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're working on that.
2: Is that going to be something where you use the coaches' slots as two active fighters to build their fight, or are you going to go more towards the icons of the sport that just can help these young guys learn?
4: Yeah. Well, I think we'll do. We're going to switch some things around. Do some things different. But I truly believe that the ultimate fighter is is so key in building young talent. You know, this show is fun and guys come in, but what they have to go through with cameras in their face 24-7, being away from home, being away from their families and, and all the bullshit, hardcore training every day with these dream camps that are fucking built, right? Um cutting weight, staying on weight, you'll never go through anything harder than the ultimate fighter. So if you can make it through the ultimate fighter and you actually win it, if you go back throughout history and look at the ultimate fighter and the fighters that have come off there and it just it's it is the greatest training ground ever for up and coming fighters. I just I, I, I it can't can't go away ever. Do you think it'll be a tough sell to fighters though to,
0: to, to go put through themselves through all that where they could just come here and win one fight and be in?
4: Nah.
2: <laughs>
4: nah, it's, it's it's a big deal you 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 know w- when you come off the ultimate fighter, everybody knows who the hell you are immediately. I mean you have all these weeks of I mean when we just left uh, Fox, I mean the thing's still pulling big numbers. It was, it was the highest rated show for original programming on Fox for the entire seven years we were there
1: you think that that's what The Ultimate Fighter does maybe a little bit better than this and that you hear the stories, you,
4: you have a little lead up? Yeah, you learn more about them. You learn more about them. The fighters have to go through so much more shit. I mean, if you ask anybody who's ever been on The Ultimate Fighter, they would never take it back. They would never take it back. They, what, what, what they went through and what they learned and what they came out with at the end was invaluable. Even people that don't make it to the show, Demand more money in other in smaller shows. You you come off the show and it's it's like tonight, like this this kid that uh, you know I feel bad about this kid. You know I always hate sending people away, Um, but Daniel Rodriguez, he had a good showing tonight. He didn't have a he didn't have a bad showing. He had a good showing. He's nine and one, and he's a free agent right now, right? I just saw that the PFL picked up that other kid that everybody was bitching about that I didn't sign. You know what I mean? So. He got picked up. The PFL gets this kid, and everybody knows who he is. He's got a story, and he, and and people know. So we'll see if there's interest for him to fight. But he said it was the biggest deal of his life. Huh? He said it was way more money than he's ever made before. Yeah, and and and, and you know, coming on this show, whether you make it or don't make it, just like the Ultimate Fighter, is huge. <clears throat> I mean, we look at the numbers. <clears throat> Sean O'Malley. When Sean O'Malley fought in the, uh, in the contender series, 3.3 million people watched him fight. So right off that show, I don't know if you remember, it was like right, either the next fight or the one after it, I co-main-evented him. Fucking 3.5 million people watched him fight. He co-main-evented coming right off the contender series. So win, lose, or draw on this show is good for you. Is that like total views? Like, you yeah. go back and watch all it, of uh-huh. it's kind of uh-huh. To, the, to date, right now, okay. three and a half million people saw Sean O'Malley fight in the Contender Series.
1: Because you said, you know, that it, it, you guys, we don't do a good job at promoting these stories
4: beforehand, so, right. you know, getting people to talk to people yeah. live is, is But t- the Contender Series has been fucking killing it. But let me put it into perspective for you. 3.3 million people watched O'Malley, Yusuf did 3 point something million, and the list goes, I can't remember everybody in line, but we have them all lined up, and Greg Hardy's first fight, he did 1.6 million viewers. So, it's fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. These guys that come in here, nobody knows who they are, and those are the numbers that these guys are pulling.
0: All right, welcome back to Mayweather Show. That was UFC President Dana White. Should say, by the way, if you like what you're listening. Do us a favor, take a moment, log into iTunes, rate us, review us, give us five stars if you can. We'd appreciate that. It helps us grow. Helps people know this is a quality MMA program. And if you can leave some feedback, I always like to hear the comments as well. Even if it's, you know, even if it's constructive criticism, we'll take that. I'll take it. Cold Coffee gets kind of upset at the constructive criticism. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll take you. it. As- is that constructive? I would like glowing praise. that constructive? Praise. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like glowing praise. Just a shout out to say, hey, bro, we've been listening for so long. We like it. Just take a second. It's, uh, it helps us out. It helps us grow. Two. All right. Now, is, isn't iTunes still
1: going away? They're still going to redo it. I think they're revamping it. Remember, how I was telling you, iTunes oh, is going away. I do away. remember you saying that. But go there and review it before it happens. Because, yeah, they're supposed to. they're going yeah, to They're going to swap the way that it's going to uh, display. Like, I think the, the standalone app deal that everybody's used to or that whatever is going to go away. Interesting. The, the podcast will be a, a little area, the music will be a
0: certain thing or whatever. But we still need good reviews. But you still need reviews. So go help us out. All right. Uh, all right. So listen, a couple things there, uh, and some of it directed by you. First of all, I do like the fact that he he, he uh, did commit to the fact that there will be a second run of contenders. If you'll remember, when they announced the CSPN partnership, what they said with contenders was there'll definitely be one and maybe two. They went from eight weeks to ten weeks, and so I think a lot of people thought, okay, there's not going to be a second run, and Dana said, oh, no, no, no. We're going to do another run of contender series this year, uh, and we'll do yeah. it on UFC Fight Pass, which I did, because I, 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 yeah. I love doing the contender series. But... I, to be honest with you, had kind of thought the Ultimate Fighter had fallen by the wayside. I yeah. mean, we know it's Dana's passion project, and we know he was always like, oh, it's great, it's great, it's great. But I kind of thought, well, nobody ever picked it up, so they're going to let this thing go away. But you brought it up, and it turns out that he's actually meeting with Craig Peligian. And they're-
1: Which is a big – yeah, that's a, that was a big one. I was surprised. Like, I actually wondered if Peligian was ever going to do anything with the Contender Series. Like, if they ever – We're like hey do you have any thoughts of what we're doing here and maybe things we could do and i wouldn't be surprised if maybe he does you know put his his uh take on what they could maybe do Mm -hmm. i mean the dude is what the like i mean every like really cool show that you've ever really seen like on uh i want to say like uh uh, the deadliest catch and like all those kind of shows I think a lot of those have ties to him. So, I mean, like, the guy Impressive. knows what he's, when yep. he's talking about when it comes to, like, reality shows and, and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, it was it was just interesting timing that, you it know, we funny. talked about And he's like, oh, I'm going to dinner with him. I was like, oh, shit. Because I remember he had said something a while back, like, it was coming back. But I felt like we hadn't heard anything That's about right. it. So, I kind of know? assumed
0: it kind of just died its death yeah. and they, they let it go. Listen, they're going to have to make some changes. It can't be the same format. The format's yeah. played out. But I will say some of it – I don't agree with Dana – that it's going to be easy to get fighters on the program because i think if i'm a fighter or i'm a manager i say why why have my guy sequestered for six weeks you know what i mean i mean i guess it depends on the type of person you are maybe if you're a fighter that has a big personality maybe it makes sense for you to be on that show versus a a guy that's just a fighter i mean there's there are things about but yeah but i I will say the the things that dana said are true
1: yeah the backstories the the the, the lead up that's the, the branding like that part it is true. huge. I mean like every one of these guys that comes and, and he admitted they do a they do a piss poor job when it comes to telling the story of the people that are coming up the contenders. I'm like nobody has access to these people. We have right. no idea who's really gonna be there, you know, what their story is. But when you watch the the ultimate fighter, you find out about their one, you find out about their backstories through their confessionals and then other little stories and other little clips, so you learn about their lives outside, but you also get the backstory of what's happening to them inside the house. So there's a lot of drama and and stuff that sort of just leads up. I think there's just ways that could tweak. We even talked about it too, like you know whether it be multiple fights on a night. Maybe it doesn't need to be as long right. if you know that you're having two fights a
0: night or something. Um, yeah, two fights on an episode would be yeah. good I mean, there's, they're going to have to tweak it a little they gotta bit they got to tweak and, something and I, I, I'm, I'm something. not necessarily smart enough as a TV executive to tell them what it is I don't yeah. I don't know But yeah, that same format You know, you say, oh, it helps get their story out there Well, not if nobody's watching it, you know what I mean? Right. And so, it will be good filler content to have on, on Fight Pass And, you know, apparently they're making some big moves And some changes to Fight Pass later this year um, So, you know, I do think there's a place for it I, I, I really do um, but it, I mean, I think even they would admit behind the scenes that they're going to have to tweak it a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I think with the new facility, uh, who knows? I mean, I think if they're able to, buy in the, in the process of revamping it, they're cutting costs. It certainly makes it a lot more uh, viable for them to keep it going. So I'm sure with the new addition of the of the facility and being able to do some neat things there, they're probably yeah. excited to see what they can do. Knowing sure. that they have a brand new building that they could do stuff that they've never been able to do before. Um, so it's interesting. I, I think it'll they'll definitely be uh, – and if there's cost cut uh, involved as well, I can definitely see where they're like, well, we at least got to give it another go to see what it's like since we have the new facility, see what they can do with it in a facility that's built uh, for having those live fights. I mean – the other, the other old tough, they had to, they, they had to eventually go in and they, they set up all the lighting rigs, you know, right. and then they have all the other exospaces that don't have uh, the facilities really for them to do. They just kind of work around it. But this building was built in mind with the fact of being able to have live fights and other stuff there. So it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what they could do. But I mean, I think they need to condense it. I think it was too long. And I think the one-fight-a-night stuff is just, especially after looking at what works for the contender, you're getting people to watch five fights in one night in a in a condensed little – it's a longer night, but, I mean, I think there's a way that they can speed it up where they don't have to have as long a season, still be able to tell the story. And just have more action. I think they need more. Yeah, and That's where I think the ultimate fighter lacks compared to the contender. The contender is just pure action. Mm-hmm. It's just pure fights. I mean, there's not a lot of BS. It's just fight, fight, fight. I think
0: we were, we were kind of talking about this the other night after the scrum and our good buddy Oscar Willis at the MAC Live. I think he was the one that said, well, what about going back to live fights? And that yeah. would be – I would be cool with that. I just, the only ba- – Well, two bad things about the live season that I remember. And I loved the live season because it was cool. Like, you're watching live fights. It was like a precursor to the Contender Series, right? Uh, I loved it. There were two things that were a little concerning about it. One um, was the length of the season because, you know, before you could have three fights a week, but you air that over three weeks. You know Now you've actually got to have one fight a week, you know. I guess that wouldn't be the case if it's on Fight Pass, so maybe they could condense it down a little bit so you weren't having to do one episode a week. So if they can change the schedule, that would be good because I think those guys ended up being in the house like 15 weeks or something yeah. like that. It's way too long. It's way too long. The other thing was I remember uh, Ally Quinta was in a tough fight to get into the finals, and I, I think like, I remembered like, the media day because it was like he won a semifinal, and then a week later – He's got, a, uh, he's got a fight in the finals. And I remember his, his, his face was kind of busted up a little bit. His eye was busted up, you know. Um, so, I, I, you know, maybe you ha- maybe you put a little gap between the semifinals and the finals. I know you don't want to lose that momentum. I know you want to keep yeah. it going, but how maybe fighters, not have them.
1: How many fighters do they usually have in the house?
0: Well, it depends. Sometimes they do – usually eight. Usually eight? just eight, yeah. Sometimes they've done 16, but usually just eight. But I th- And I think the live season they did 16, if I remember right, which is one of the reasons it took so damn long.
1: Just wondering if there's a way they can, if they say they did want to do it live, say if they even condensed it down to four weeks or whatever, or find some way to. It is now. It's sort of like a tournament right. in the sense that they, you know, they fight and then they, you know, uh, that person's gone and you move up in the bracket or whatever. But I wonder if there's a way to make it more. Say if it was a live fight. Say if it was condensed, but have multiple fights in the night that somehow works like. The tournament. I don't know if it's maybe like how Bellator did their tournament uh, function, but you could have multiple fights that maybe settles the the West bracket, right. you know, on this particular evening, and then the next the next episode is the you know the East bracket, you know, right. and, and find some way to have multiple fights that happen that set up the next weeks, so you already kind of know instead of just take the whole like. Coaching, you know, once the bracket gets, you know, you have your coaches, they pick it, they get their seeds or whatever, and then the bracket breaks down and whatever the pick that they put these people in, that's their seeding. Yeah. And just put it in. So then each week you don't have to have the drama of, you know, uh, so and so is going to pick and I'm going to put them up against whatever because you already know the bracket's laid out. out Yeah, Yeah. And then just have it start working through. What the brackets oh, would work. laid out or I'd something?
0: Did that. You know, and I always thought. I always thought too when, when they were when they were doing the live season. I always thought it'd be cool. Like, what if you did like? And now that you got the Apex, which is obviously a much nicer facility. Yeah. Like, what if you did like one tough fight and then like. One or two real UFC fights, like actual UFC fights, like rostered fighters fight. You know what I mean? Right. I thought that that might be a way to to keep interest high to have people watching. The other thing I always, and I don't think they would ever do this, but I I did you know kind of steal like a like an example from like European soccer, like have. Like, two guys that are on the on the bubble of being cut. Like, winner, winner stays, loser's gone. You know what I mean? Like, fight, fighting for a UFC contract. Right. That'd be for tension, career' I don't know. So, there's things – I don't know. There's, I mean, that's crazy way outside the box. But, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people, it's easy, oh, just poop on the Ultimate Fighter. I get it. I hate it. But I think if they tweak it a little bit, man, yeah. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm down.
1: I, I think it's because it's just such a long investment. Right. Everybody burns out before the – so, they have to shorten it. I think just – people's attention spans are much much less and it's a long ask i mean i barely can keep up with uh the shows i'm already into you right. know like and if it wasn't for dvr and then you sort of binge yep and unfortunately with this it's like you don't
0: really get that uh well, that's what i saying maybe, have they'll, maybe they'll condense it a little bit maybe that's what they'll do they have to all right. Let's talk about some uh, one last kind of outside the box thing. Uh, WXC80 was on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, I wrote up a feature. It's actually still on the on the, on the lead section of uh, of MMA Junkie right oh, now. You I must s- have
1: been running the site.
0: I suspect. Yeah, it's because I was running the site <laughs> this morning. I suspect it won't be later. But if you want to Google it later, if you see this, the the title of his video, "Complete Chaos Hits WXC80 Cage," courtesy of a sneaky Pete. Uh, this was great. I was watching WXC. They do uh, they do once a month shows on Wednesday nights. Uh, this was Warrior Wednesday Five, and a guy from Extreme Couture right around the street, Juan Camilo Ronderos, uh, had a had a fight in the main event, vacant flyweight titles on the line, and he hits this arm lock that I've I've never seen before. It was crazy and uh, breaks the kid's arm. Uh, yeah, and and later it's announced as the Sneaky Pete, which there's a whole story behind that, and, and you got to read the text to check it out. Uh, but Interestingly enough, so he breaks the guy's arm, and then chaos ensues because as they're being split up, uh, he starts punching the other guy again, even though he just broke his arm. He starts punching at him. Come to find out there was a reason for it, and I, I won't ruin it, so if you haven't seen the the, the the video, go check it out. I think the story came out nice, and, and we put a highlight video in there courtesy of USC Fight Pass. But it was actually really funny. Cody Gibson hit me up on Twitter – and he was like, my first pro loss was that was to that exact same move nine years ago. Or he just said my first pro loss was to that move, and then somebody else chimed in on Twitter and said, I think John Morgan was doing commentary on that one. And sure enough, I really? I, I went back. It was a Tachi Palace fight for, uh, event from nine years ago, and I was I remember it now. I was on the call. And the guy that beat him was a guy named David Belea, who actually works over at Syndicate now. He, still wor- he, he works the desk there and, and trains as well, obviously. Um, and I remember, because at the time he just called it like the Belea arm lock. And I, I can't remember it, obviously nine years and a lot of fights ago, yeah. I can't remember it as crystal clear uh, if it was exactly the same technique, but it did kind of make me, A, uh, laugh and feel old if that was <laughs> nine years ago. But this, uh, this guy called it Sneaky Pete. He called it the Sneaky Pete. So uh, th- at that time, he just called it a belay arm lock. So uh, anyway, check that story out. I think it came out nice. And like I said, we got the video to accomplish. It was a cool little highlight. Uh, all right, real quick, let's talk about this weekend. UFC on ESPN5 is coming up. Um, I'm excited about it for one very, very specific reason. It's early, super, super early in the morning. This fight originally, if you remember, was supposed to take place in Russia, which is pretty intriguing. It's supposed to take place in Russia. They ended up not having it in Russia, so they moved it to New Jersey, but ESPN already has, like, their whole, like, block of programming played out. It's, they've got a schedule, oh. so it's like, dude, we've already got this carved out for you. We've got 100 other sports going on. This, this starts at 9 a.m., huh? 9 a.m. Pacific, wow. 12 p.m. Eastern. So, fights first thing that in the morning really. on Saturday. I'm excited about it. Uh, Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler in the main event. Listen, uh, we've thought a lot. If you're, if you're a long-time listener of the Roadshow, you get it with Colby Covington uh, he is not behind the scenes, what he is in front of the scenes. Uh, he's definitely playing a character and I think he plays it very well because I see the amount of hate that he gets on our, on our site. And I just, I, you know, as a guy whose game is really, I mean, look, his game is impressive. It's the cardio that he has, the pressure that he puts on you, the wrestling, uh, it's, it's impressive in in terms of physical prowess, but it's not what casual fans like to see casual fans want to see Robbie Lawler right coming out there looking to looking to 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 drop you with big shots that's what they want to see but Colby Coven has been able to get himself to this to this level and I'm very very intrigued by this matchup Robbie Lawler is incredibly dangerous even at this point in his career it's amazing to think how young he is when he's been in the for as long as he's been in the game but I'll be honest as a you know it's almost to me a Tony Ferguson situation where I feel like Colby got wrong to a degree. And I know not many people are going to go to bat for Colby Covington. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that everything he does is appropriate. I'm not trying to say he doesn't step over the line from time to time, but I do feel like Colby Covington, much like Tony Ferguson, got wronged, man. He had an interim title. And then, you know, kind of going back to the discussion we were having earlier, he can't fight when you want him to fight. And ironic because I think the month you used was August earlier. I think it was August that they wanted him to fight, uh, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, he couldn't fight when they wanted him to fight. And now all of a sudden you're not a champion anymore. And I just feel like I I hope he wins this fight. I'm pulling for him because I just feel like that's justice for what he deserves. He would get that title shot with Kamaru Usman, which, by the way, the buildup between Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman, yes, it might get cringy at times, but it'll definitely be exciting. Yeah,
1: it'll 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 definitely get some clicks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some heat between those two. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, Colby was slighted. I mean, it uh, as much as people now just love to to flame on the dude because he puts himself out there in a way where sometimes you're just like, dude, that's so cringy. I just I can't look at you. But you're right. Uh, from what we've seen or what I've seen, uh, what he does when the camera's on, and then what he does when you're in a hotel room after, and nothing's rolling. It's a, it's a different person. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, that should be a great fight, man. I'm looking forward. I mean, <laughs> Robbie is just like the silent assassin, man. He's just like I'm not gonna talk shit. I'm just gonna walk forward and smash your face I know. in. And I love it. That should be an incredible fight. But uh, and
0: let's just say this. I mean, this whole narrative of of uh, you know Robbie Lawler uh, turned on American Top Team. I mean, yeah. that is. One hundred percent invented by Colby Covington, you yeah. know what I mean that was just invented as an angle to share a fight that is yeah. that is definitely not what's at stake here, yeah,
1: no, I mean Robbie, if he wanted to go back there, would could go back anytime he absolutely
0: wants, <laughs> i I do but I, I I'm excited for this fight, I think it's a big one um again, it is a clash of styles, I think I mean, look Robbie's defensive wrestling is good, so it's not like he's one of these strikers, you know he's not a, a like a Melvin manhoff for instance, you know, not, not to yeah. disrespect him Melvin, but just the first name that came to mind of a guy that can drop bombs, but is probably not going to be able to defend a single takedown, you know. That's not Robbie. He's going to be able to defend against Colby Covington. Um, Covington is going to have to chain things together. It's not going to be as simple as, well, I'll just duck in and grab a single yeah. leg. Or- he's going
1: to have to strike. At, at some point, he's yep. going to be striking. It's going to be stood up, and it's going to be standing, and we're going to get to see. We're going to see how hard he's been working on that striking. But, yeah, man, that's a good card. It is. Some, this doesn't have the ones. big,
0: the big, sexy matches, but there's some names I definitely want to pay attention to. That we'll kind of talk about real quick as as we look down the card, some things to look out for. Clay Guida and Jim Miller in the co-main event. I mean, yeah. come on, dude, that's, that's just do, do, you know, do it for the old fells. This doesn't mean anything in, in terms of rankings. I mean, uh, you know, Jim Miller is admitting, you know, he he knows the end is near, but here he is fighting in his home state, of New Jersey. That's big. And Clay Guida, I mean, these these are two of the most veteran dudes in the world, and two of the nicest, yeah. coolest dudes ever. Um, I, I think they're gonna put on a fun fight. I'm digging that. And uh listen, Nazrat Hawkprest uh I think is is a, a talented cat, man. Uh that's of course the uh mini Gastelum, if you if you if you if you, if you need to remember. <laughs> does who like he does kinda look like him. You're crazy. That's mini gasoline, No question about it. Uh, against Neto BJJ Joachim Silva, who uh, had a big knockout win over Jared Gordon last time out. Um, but I, I think Hack Paras is the guy to watch here, man. I, I really do feel like uh, he's a talented cat. Trevin Giles versus Jared Milchart. That could be a fun fight. Scott Holzman. we're always hot, hot, sauce. hot sauce. Come on, man. How can you not, not cheer for hot sauce? Uh, but Dong Young-Ma. Uh, will come in there and bang. I think Holtzman is the better fighter, but Dong Young-Ma will will make it a big fight. So I think all those three, that trio of fights there um, is is exciting. I think it's going to be a good main card. And then uh, Kennedy and Jakubu, who did not have a great UFC debut, uh, but I think does have some talents against Darko Stosic. Uh, Kennedy wants to redeem himself a little bit. Of course, another Fortis MMA product. As a Dallas man, I'm always going to cheer for those guys a little bit extra. But uh, that main card, Coke Coffee, what's – what 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 are you most what are you most keyed up for? What are you most excited for?
1: Well definitely I mean uh definitely the battle of the vets, Squeed and Miller's one I think is going to be really cool. Um Holtsman, I think that's going to be a good one. Um you know, that's uh he's still with uh, Ruby, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's always fun uh to watch Hot Sauce and and root for old Ruby Entertainment or Ruby uh Ruby Sports Entertainment. Ruby Sports Entertainment his his guys uh Fan of the road show, so I always love to give some love to his dudes. But you're right; I actually picked Kennedy. So uh, I think I did too. I did too. He's got a big frame. I think uh, in the past, Huge. I just feel like he's almost uh, almost afraid to use it. He just yep. he just doesn't use it right. But I know working with Fordis, and at this point, I'm looking forward to see what he is. What he's done to kind of uh turn that around but um of course i'm super excited for the main event but yeah top to bottom i think that main card is really really
0: good i think it's going to be exciting yeah uh-huh. you're right about kennedy i his if you go back and watch and of course you know if you if you hear coach safe saoud man he was just yelling like yeah. crazy because he couldn't get kennedy to couldn't let get go. Him to go and couldn't get him to go but you know uh mike bond sat down with kennedy this week and i, and I thought it was great that he admitted he was like dude the pressure got to me, and I froze, man. He's like, octagon jitters. Yeah. Like, it, it messed me up, and I'm good this time. So I, I think he's going to have a better showing. And Yeah, of course, as you said, the main event. Now, here, here's where it gets interesting, because I think there's some really good fights on the prelims here. Mickey Gall, uh, of course, had a bad, a bad go last time out against Diego Sanchez, but, you know, there were some medical problems behind the scenes. He's looking to redeem himself. He stepped in on short notice. He's a New Jersey guy, so this one means a lot to him. Uh, Lucy Pudovla, or excuse me, as when she fought in the Czech Republic, she was Lucia Pudilova. Uh but she's fighting Antonina Shevchenko. <laughs> I'm stoked for that one. Oh, that's going to be a that fight. That should be fun. If you're not familiar with Pudilova, ho- hopefully you see it. She scraps. This yeah. girl... Bangs, And, uh, and this Terminator. is going to be a stand-up battle. She is going to be yeah. in Shevchenko's face. Shevchenko, of course, you think the more, you know, the, she'll be the longer fighter. Uh, she's the more polished uh, striker. But, uh, of course, she, you know, she had the loss to, to Roxanne Modaferri that she'll be looking to rebound from. And I think that will be an absolute stand-up battle. Jordan Espinosa versus Matt Schnell, a flyweight fight, if you can believe that. I love that. I think that's going to be a good one there. Uh, Mara Romero-Bellelli versus Lauren Murphy. Of course, Lauren is, is returning from a year off, so that's a, a big women's fight there. Claudio Silva, I was really surprised to see this fight so low on, on the card. Uh, you know, last week, like with Pintoja and Figueroa, I kind of understood it. You know, I mean, on pay-per-views, it's different, right? Because you've got to put some you got to put some little taste out there uh, to get people to want to buy the pay-per-view, right? So right. I kind of understood that. I kind of defended that one. Um this one, I mean, I guess it's—they're all on ESPN, so there's not. Maybe it doesn't even matter where, where, where fights are because they're all literally the prelims and the main are all on ESPN. But Claudio Silva, man, seems like a, a dangerous dude to me. Um, I, I think you know he's got an impressive record. Of course, he had the long layoff, but he's rebounded in fine fashion. Um, he's facing a newcomer now, Cole Williams. I was—I just was really surprised to see Claudio Silva so low down on the card. And then of course the late addition of the of the female fight. Uh, that I'm really, really excited for. Yeah. Hannah Goldie versus Miranda Granger. Of course, I actually got to call Miranda Granger's last fight. Her last fight uh, was in the Cage Fury Fighting Championships, which, by the way, I'll be back out there two weeks from now to, to call another show. But she impressed the heck out of me, both with her ability, uh, her mindset, the way she speaks. Uh, man, just, That was a
1: title fight as well, it, right? Yep,
0: all it was. And uh, she, she took the belt, um, had an opportunity to go on the Contender Series. I had heard – you know, that she she wasn't even sure if she wanted to go in the contender series. She felt like maybe she was a blue chip prospect, and it paid off. Here she is. She's in the UFC against Hannah Goldie. Hannah Goldie, of course, we saw her on the contender series as well. She came out, um, you know, looked good, but just didn't have a fight that was that, uh, that, that, Necessarily impressed as much as I think she can, I think this is going to be different because I think Miranda Granger is going to be in her face. I think it's going to be uh, a very Miranda is uh, aggressive. You know, Han- Hannah was fighting a lot on the back foot last time. She clearly won the fight, um, but you know Miranda is going to move forward, and make it a fight. So I'm, I'm really really looking forward to that one to kick off the night. But uh, you know, I, I kind of tip my hand, but one or one or two of those, the one you're most hyped for.
1: Uh, I'm stoked for the Granger fight. Yep. Yeah. So that one should be good. Um. Let's see. Let me pull that card back up. Uh. I flipped over. And I was reading Granger's story, and then I started. <laughs> I, I went down. The, I went Put down. Put you that, on the spot. You thought I was going to close out. I went without down that you. pigeonhole. Uh,
0: you thought I was going to close out without you. I know. Well, I was actually.
1: I started going. Well, I know you. I know you're looking forward to and a You're Oh, you're that definitely one, Looking forward to that hands one. Hands down is probably my favorite one from the prelim card. Did Goldie get signed, or is she one of the ones that? She just made it back. She just
0: made it back. See,
1: that's what people always forget is the fact that everybody's like, oh, man, like, they didn't get signed on the Contender Series. Half of the people that get don't get signed on the Contender Series – Still get that's right a fight that's right, and I thought that's what I was You're trying. I radar. was actually trying to go down and look at Goldie because like I don't remember getting signed, but here she is. You know, one yeah, or, she
0: won every round. It just she didn't win it in you know the type of fashion that got her signed that night. But yeah, yeah here she is fighting before any of them, before fighting any for any of the other <laughs> ones. Yeah,
1: so yeah, uh, actually when I when I look at the prelim cards, I'm I'm very excited about both the both the women's fight, and then I think the Matt Schnell Jordan Espinoza should be pretty yeah. pretty spot on. That's saw. So. all right. And that's listen, that's a good card.
0: I have guaranteed. Now I will say this: we are a little bit short-staffed on Saturday. Now, now I'm not I'm not trying to get myself out of anything right here, uh, but it is kind of intriguing. Um, let's see. Oh no, no, you know what? I'm actually thinking about the next week. Never mind. I'll I'll, I'll take it all back. I've already tipped my hand for next week. But I'm still gonna try to get one. We're pretty short-handed uh, on the on the uh, Uruguay fight. Uh, we got a lot of people on vacation. Everybody, everybody, the wet n- fight? no, the, the, the <laughs> Uruguay. You want me to say Uruguay? Yes, of course. Okay, I do. Uruguay. <laughs>
1: Uruguay. That's what I was taught in school. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, the Shepchinko fight. I think, uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people uh, on our on our site uh, took advantage of the fact that we will not, unfortunately, have anybody there, knowing that we we're going to have on site coverage, and so we're we're a little bit short uh, next week. This week we're not short, uh, and it's early. So yeah, this week it'll be uh, Matt, Stephen, uh, uh, not Simon Head. He'll be working in the morning. Nolan, myself, uh, you. Uh, Mike Bond will be on site, so we'll 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 have plenty of time to get everything done. And I promise the return of Anna Half. Now I don't know if Cold Coffee's gonna be a part of it or not. I think he will be. I think he will be. This oh yeah,
1: you you're gonna come? You gonna come find
0: me? Uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe I drive over here, or maybe maybe I even work from here. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, it is earlier too. It's early. That's what I'm saying. The fights will be over by like six. No, the fights will be over by like three o'clock.
1: I was thinking about smoking some ribs. Mm. See? I picked up some pork ribs. Now so if you want to come over, I'll and be smoking half, ribs. And maybe they'll be done by the smoking time we some get there. <laughs> so by the time we finish the uh the event, have some
0: ribs. Nice. I bought an air fryer. I want to get one. I just got it in today, I'll let you know how that goes. How big is it? Uh like five quarts, I think okay, it's a big one. It's, like a, it's a ninja a ninja, size ninja one. one. Uh oh, I haven't a fancy Try yet. Yet. I haven't tried it out yet. I don't want to I that up. I just you know it's you know, I mean, look I'm only gonna be so healthy. <laughs> but I figure if, at least if I can have wings and beer, but it's air fried wings and it's beer, healthier wings, it's healthier
1: wings. That's so not bad. Yeah, you have to let me know because I, I know I've looked at some of those ones and I'm always like, I think I saw one that was like eight quart, and one was six quart or whatever, and yeah. it's like they never look big enough. But I think it's one of those things where it's deceiving, where they're bigger than uh, than what they seem. So no, I'm I'm looking forward to see how, All how it works I'll for you. Like right.
0: oh, so maybe smoked ribs mm. and a half. We'll see. We're gonna make it happen. But it's gonna return. It's definitely gonna happen. Uh, the next week, I'm gonna try to do it then too. I, th- I think I can do it. Uh, Cold coffee is is gonna help me uh, so that maybe I can even do it on days that he can't. So we can still have some post fight content because I enjoy talking to fight. So we'll have that coming on Saturday. In the meantime, thanks for listening.